This episode of the Bar Star Podcast is proudly brought to you by Louisville Music Studios. Located at 4220 Trio Avenue in Louisville, Kentucky. Zip code is 40219. And the phone number for booking is 502-693-7462. Louisville Music Studios is awesome. That is where my home base is for my new secret project. And uh, they have been amazing. The staff is amazing. David Payne has worked on a really, really cool concept and brought it to life. Uh, And he is constantly making changes over there. It's an awesome place. You guys need to go check it out because not only is it an awesome place, but they're giving away something for free. David and I had a conversation and he decided to extend our offer with a two-hour minimum. If you call that number for booking to book some rehearsal time, you will get your first hour for free. Free shit. Who doesn't like free shit? We're musicians. Most of us are broke. So check them out. If you have not checked out Louisville Music Studios yet, you need to. Like I've said before, you can go in and rehearse for a couple hours. You can rehearse for an afternoon. You can set up a monthly rental so you can have a home base to work on I don't know secret projects whatever you want to so Louisville Music Studios is awesome you need to go check them out staff is amazing the gear is amazing the room is amazing I love them they love me and uh, everything is just sunshine and fucking puppies oh yeah enjoy this episode of the show the bar star podcast is a show that aims for something a little different it's hosted by a drummer who thinks he's a musician but let's be honest I know and you know that drummers are not musicians, right? Or are they? Hang on a second. Who wrote this crap? This is garbage. Nobody's going to listen to a show put on by somebody they haven't heard of. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Bar Star Podcast. I am your host, Stephen O'Reilly. I want to thank you guys for coming back once again to hang out with my dumb ass. And if you're listening to this on post day, and if I timed it correctly, I am actually on a plane on my way to Anaheim, California. I mean, not now, but now. That's kind of weird, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, yes, I and my beautiful wife Stacy are going to Nam in Anaheim. I'm so excited. I can't stand it, but I'll get to that in a second. I hope everybody had a good week. I hope everybody is doing well. And as always, I hope you guys went out and did some shit. Please make sure you check out my sponsor, Prophecy Inc., located in the ultra shabby chic, fabulous Highlands in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, you need to go check out the shop if you haven't already, because the shop is actually really, really cool. They got a lot of cool art shit in there. Uh, Travis and company have done very, very well in there. It's awesome. But if you go in the shop, when you go in the shop, I should say, you mentioned the Bar Star podcast, you will get 10% off your tattoo by any artist in the shop, not just Travis. Also, make sure you check out my brand new sponsor, Louisville Music Studios, located at 4223 Avenue in Louisville, Kentucky. It's off Preston Highway. David and the staff are doing some really cool shit over there. Uh, I was just over there a few days ago, and they are building out some stuff that I still cannot talk about, but you need to go check it out if you haven't already. And if you have, then you know what's up. But if you call the phone number for booking, 
you mention the Bar Star Podcast with a two-hour minimum, you will get your first hour of rehearsal time for free. Free shit. Come on. Now, as I said a second ago, uh, by the time you're hearing this on post day, I will be in an airplane. Probably shitting my pants, but whatever. Uh, for the first time, I am finally going to Anaheim to go to NAM, uh, which is the National Association of Music Merchants. Basically, it's a big musical instrument trade show that happens every year. Uh, there's two of them. There's the winter show that happens in January in Anaheim, and there is the summer show that happens in Nashville. It used to be in Indy, uh, but now it's in Nashville. And I've been to the Nashville one four or five times. Uh, it's really, really cool. But the big one is Anaheim, and that's where everybody goes. What I mean when I say everybody is it's it's a big damn party is what it is. Uh, and I'm not complaining, but you can... You can hang out with all kinds of people. You can see all kinds of awesome musicians just playing and hanging out and just being people. It's really, really cool. Um, and I've been, I've kept up with it for years and years, and I've always tried to go. But anyway, uh, I am fortunate enough I get to go this year. And the only reason I'm bringing it up today is I am taking my gear with me, not my rig. My rig is my drums, my gear is my recording stuff. Uh, I have a couple of things lined up. No promises, no spoilers. You'll just have to see what happens when I get back uh, and what I get while I'm out there. But I do have a couple things lined up. I'm pretty excited about it. It's going to be awesome. Don't worry. There'll be lots of pictures and all that crap because uh, it's the first time. You know, for, feels like the first time. Don't worry. I'll never do that again. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, pretty cool. I'm excited. So I will be posting that one Iron Man meme where he's rolling his eyes that says, we know you're at name," and I'm going to go, yes, I'm finally at name." So that's my meme for the month. A um, few things I want to talk about today. I got some books, or should I say booklets. Uh, one of the guys at my day job, his girlfriend, uh, her grandfather used to be a musician in Louisville in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Uh, and he left all kinds of books and papers and flyers and just stuff he collected over the years. He left it all to her, and my buddy at work was nice enough to bring this stuff to me. And what it is, it's guidebooks from the American Federation of Musicians, which is basically the Musicians' Union. Now, I have no affiliation with the Musicians' Union, and nor do I have anything against the Musicians' Union. So I have no dog in this fight. So the musicians that are listening to this, that you guys are getting all up in arms one way or the other, I don't give a shit because I have no bearing either way. I just thought these were cool because one of these, uh, the one I'm going to actually read some stuff out of today, uh, is from 1946. That's right, 1946. One of the ones she gave me is uh, it's actually... Uh, the the rules in the the amendments to bylaws was actually in effect January first, nineteen oh seven. So this is some old shit. Hear that? That's old paper, kids. Real paper, old paper. Uh, but I thought some of this stuff was pretty cool. For example, uh, there's a pay scale in here. So this is kind of cool. Uh, any existing laws or prices in conflict here with blah, 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 blah. That's all that fucking speak I can't talk about. Because I don't understand them big old law words. I'm not a lawyer. 
But it does say, this is kind of cool, single engagements. On all dance engagements, a minimum of two musicians must be employed. Okay. The minimum number of musicians in the armory for all functions shall be not less than 12. I thought that was kind of cool. Engagements terminating before 12 midnight, three hours or less per man is $7. I will repeat that. $7. Overtime until 12 midnight per man per half hour is $1. Overtime after 12 midnight first half hour per man is $2. So if you work over your three hours, up until midnight, it's a dollar extra. If you work over your three hours and you go past midnight, it's $2 extra. Thereafter, per half hour, per man, $1. So if you go, I'm assuming that means if you go past two. I'm not 100% sure because it doesn't really say. Uh, and we all know that I'm fucking dumb. Engagements terminating after 12 midnight, three hours or less, per man, $8. Overtime per half hour, per man, $1. Leader gets an additional 50%. Mm, and then it kind of does some stuff for rehearsals. Two hours or less per man is $4. Each additional half hour is $1. So it basically breaks everything down. If you were at the Madrid Ballroom with a minimum of 28 hours per week, per man per hour, you made $2.25 an hour. A matinee, three hours or less per man, was $6.75 an hour. Leader gets an additional 40%. Uh, I thought that was interesting. You actually get more in a matinee. I think matinees used to be the thing back in the day. Uh, Iroquois Gardens, minimum 28 hours per week, per man per hour, $2. Playing for floor show, additional per man per week, $5. Leader gets an additional 40%. And it goes on and on and on. I'm not going to bore you with all this stuff. But there's some really cool stuff in here because there's a section for hotels. There's a section for nightclubs, cafes, and grills. Uh, the Colonial Gardens, Post and Paddock, Silver Slipper, Kenwood Gardens, Evergreen Inn, Flamingo, Arch Club, Trianon. Uh, stuff I've never heard of, obviously, because they're not here anymore. Uh, the Rialto, Neon, Club Colony, Crystal Cafe, Gypsy Village, and Parkmore. I actually like the name Gypsy Village. And then there's stuff that does musical shows, skating shows, etc. Dramatic shows, ballet, opera, spring festivals, uh, rehearsals for all that kind of stuff. There's amphitheater shows. There's, I mean, it breaks down everything. There's vaudeville theaters, and they have a winter policy. Uh, and this is how it's worded. This is kind of cool. About September 1st to about May 1st, 11 musicians, four or more consecutive weeks, 28 shows or less, each not exceeding one hour per week per man is $70. Each additional show per man is $3.50. Appearing on stage, additional per man, is $10. And it goes on and on and on. And then there's one section that is summer park concerts at Churchill Downs. Uh, not exceeding three hours per night per man is $9. Matinee not exceeding three hours per night per man is $7. And then in the corner, there's some pencil notes. I have no idea who wrote them. I'm assuming her grandfather. Uh, for the $9, he put 10 And for the 7 he put 8 I'm not sure if he was a leader or not, but there was apparently uh, a price change. Then it goes on and talks about horse races and auditions and radio scale and roller rinks and state fairs. I mean, it's it's just it breaks everything down. And then it's got a directory and it tells you what their name is. It gives a sort of an address. Uh, it doesn't give you a zip code or anything like that. 
but it gives you their address and the instrument that they play. So I think that's kind of cool. Uh, you can look through here and go, oh, well, I want uh, Marshall L. Neely, who lives on 1836 Arlington, who plays baritone sax. Oh, and he also plays clarinet. By the way, I'm sure that dude is no longer with us, so I'm not worried about giving his address out. They um, got all kinds of stuff. There's people from New Albany, people from uh, TA. I have no idea what TA is. Not real sure what that means. Um, there's a couple people from Massachusetts, from Pennsylvania, but I'm assuming that they they just f would drive down and work here. I'm not real sure. And then in the back, it's got a list of the officers and all that kind of stuff, and then the Constitution. Ooh, the Constitution. Don't worry, kids. I'm not going to bore you with this stuff. But it talks about the membership, the officers, duties of officers and committees and all that kind of good stuff. And then it gives you some rules. For example, <clears throat> don't get drunk while you're on stage. Huh. Interesting, that is, isn't it? Don't get drunk while you're on stage. Yeah, wow. That's pretty... Uh, a good fucking, um, yeah, I got nothing. Most of you that are close to me know how I feel about that. Uh, but just don't get drunk on stage. I'm not going to go on on a big rant. It's fucking dumb. Just don't. Anyway, so there's all kinds of stuff. Now, there's one thing in here that I thought was interesting. Um, section 30 says, any member found guilty of playing under the so-called, in parentheses, open shop policy shall be fined a thousand dollars now think about what i told you everybody was getting paid seven bucks eight bucks ten bucks whatever but they're going to get fined a thousand dollars if they basically go out of the union which i found that very very fascinating uh, you can get expelled or they call it expulsion uh, you can get thrown out um, you can be blacklisted uh, that's kind of crazy it's it's all it's just, it's really kind of fascinating, and I don't want to bore you guys with any more of this, but I just thought it was kind of cool. And I've got some from the 50s, the 40s, the 30s. There's one that's from 1918. Um, it's just really, really cool, fascinating shit. So if you get some time, to my musician buddies especially, if you get some time, make sure you Google some of this stuff and just check it out, just because it's fascinating. Again, it doesn't have anything to do with whether you like the union or you agree with the union or not none of that is important what's important is its history and there was a guideline about what musicians should make and why they should make it and how it all gets broken down because at the end of the day playing music is awesome as it is and as amazing as it is it's still a job uh it's a the greatest job on earth but it's still a job there's a lot that goes into it that people don't see or think about or even talk about um luca and i touched on it a couple weeks ago when he was here and that's one of the things that that has always kind of fascinated me that people just don't get it it's like well you just play music and then you get paid it's fucking great well yeah it is fucking great but there's a lot that goes into it um so i just wanted to share that with you guys i thought it was kind of cool that uh those those books are still physically in existence and reading through all that stuff and all the rules and the laws and the bylaws and the bye bye laws and all that kind of shit was uh kind of fascinating so basically a lot of this stuff can be applied today if you show up late you get fined if you're drunk you get fined if you get drunk you get fined 
if you're an asshole, you should get fined. But whatever. That's a whole other topic for another day. So I just wanted to share that with you. I hope you guys dug it. Uh, I dig it. And uh, go research that shit. It's pretty cool. So let's move on to social media issues. All right, so I told you earlier that I posted, uh, or I posted a video. It might be more by the time I go to Anaheim, I'm not sure, by the time this show posts. But I posted a video um, that I of myself playing drums that I took at LMS, Louisville Music Studios. And it's interesting to me, I think this is part of the reason why there's so many fights on social media. Um... I got a couple of comments on my video from people that are literal, literally friends of mine. Um, So I know it did not come from a place of hate, anger, or I know better than you. But it was the way it was worded. Uh, One person said that I need to do this, this, and this. Nothing about the video was good, bad, or indifferent. Nothing about it, the sound quality. Nothing about the video quality itself. Uh, Nothing at all to do with anything. Just telling me what I need to do. And the reason I find that interesting, and the other the other comment was kind of the same thing. You should do this, this, and this. And I'm not slamming on those guys at all because they're friends of mine, and I know they meant no disrespect or they weren't ragging on me or any of that kind of shit, which I don't fucking care if people rag on me anyway. But the reason I bring it up in social media issues today is because I think that that's part of the problem that we have with social media issues. I think if you would take the time, or if people, rather, would take the time and add a couple extra words, like, hey, dude, looks good. Did you ever think about did 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 Or, hey, man, nice job. How about you try did 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 At least you're kind of, you're not coming off as attacking, if that makes any sense. Attacking is kind of the wrong word in my particular case, but in other cases, attacking is the perfect word. But I, I just found that kind of interesting that I think that's where a lot of the lost in translation kind of bullshit comes into play where social media and social media issues just becomes a big fucking pain in the ass and everybody's bitching at each other. Maybe it's not always meant in a bad way. Most of the time it is because people are assholes. I get it. But I think that sometimes some of that shit could be avoided with just a couple of extra words, maybe three or four extra words. All the words, Brian, all the words. Um, so I just wanted to share that. I thought it was cool. Uh, I'm going to start posting some more videos of me playing because a lot of people have uh, requested it, so to speak, or mentioned it, and why don't I do more of that shit. And I'll be honest with you, it's because I suck at it. Um, I'm not stupid, but I'm not real bright, neither. Um, but I just I just suck at that stuff. I just There's something about it that annoys the shit out of me. Um, there's something about it that comes off douchey. There's something about it that comes off, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me play. But all that being said, in social media issues, I admit it, with the digital age and the way everything is now, the only way for people to see who I am and what I do is to post content. So I recorded a bunch of content. So I've got more of that stuff to roll out uh, in the coming weeks. I'm not going to 
blow my wad all at once. That would be stupid. But I do have more of that stuff coming out. So if you haven't seen the first video I posted, it's on my Instagram and my Facebook. I think it's on Twitter too. And I put it on my YouTube channel as well. So it's it's in all four of those outlets. I'm pretty sure I put it on Twitter. Uh, the twit face. Twitter is such a time suck though. God bless. There's no return on investment in that. So anyway, that's all I got for social media issues. Just kind of think, maybe think a little bit more before you suggest something to somebody. Again, these two gentlemen I'm talking about meant no ill will. We're friends. I get it. I'm not mad at anybody. It just made me think about it. And of course, because I have the show and I think about shit about the show all the time, it made me think about it. And I wanted to bring it up to you guys to kind of throw it out there and let you chew on it for a while and see what you think, see what you come up with. See if there's any truth in it. I think there's truth in it, but what do I know? I'm a fucking jackass. So let's move on to stories from the stage. So for stories of the stage this week, it's kind of cool for me when I remember shit. um, Because you guys all know that my memory blows. Especially my timeline memory. But in getting ready to go to Anaheim and all that stuff and looking at a bunch of past posts from Anaheim, from Nam and all that stuff and seeing who's there and who's not there, and it triggered some stuff in my memory. So this kind of popped in my head. Years ago, and I'm going to say somewhere around 2001, 2002, probably 2001, when I was in the band S-Tribe in Columbia, South Carolina, we were playing in this area called the Vista. Uh, the Vista, it's a really cool place. It's still there. Uh, part of the Vista used to be an old train station, and they converted it into a bunch of restaurants and venues, and they have bands and all kinds of shit down there, and it's grown exponentially since I moved from Columbia. But there, there used to be, you could play... And I forget how it was set up, but basically you could run from one bar to the other bar to the other bar to the other bar. Uh, two or three blocks difference. Not like it is in Nashville or the Highlands or anything where you can go up the street, but two or three blocks difference and everybody just walked around. So we were playing, we were on stage, and though my Louisville people, you guys have seen me fuck with people from the stage before, so that's not a big deal. But I was fucking with this dude because he kept, he was on the side, he was on my left, so he was on stage left. But he was just standing there with the impress me bro stance. So I started fucking with him. Uh, and he started laughing and fucking with me back. And I didn't think anything about it. He was there for probably, I don't know, six, seven songs. Five, six songs. Whatever it was. So I didn't think anything about it. Packed up my shit and left. And then went up the street three or four blocks. Don't remember the name of the venue. But Victor Wooten was playing. So I go in and I go through the back door because I had a bunch of contacts and all that stuff because the place was packed and I just did not want to stand out front so I go to side stage so I can watch a drummer because Victor's always got great drummers so I walk around the corner and I'm kind of standing there and I'm just listening to the band and I just look up at the drummer and it's the dude that was fucking with me at my show and his name is JD Blair a phenomenal drummer played with Victor Wooten like I just told you played with uh, Shania Twain played with a bunch of people JD Blair is an amazing drummer so he turns around and sees me and just starts busting out laughing. So I do the same shit to him, and it was just kind of funny. We ended up hanging out for the night, and he's a really cool dude, really great drummer. But I thought that was kind of interesting. It made me remember that story because 
you just never know who's going to show up where. For all those motherfuckers that phone it in, yeah, I'm looking at you. I'm actually looking at my mic, but I'm thinking about you. Wait, that's fucking weird. So let's move on to what am I listening to? Alright, so this week I did not know that Panic at the Disco had a new record. Yes, I said Panic at the Disco before you fuckers freak out on me. I absolutely fell in love with that first record. That first record was amazing. Don't ask me the name of it. I'm not Googling it right now. Not going to happen. But uh, I've listened to all the records that they've done, and I'm not 100% sure on this, but I think the only member left is the singer. Uh, He's the only original member left. But their records are really good. Uh, Some of them are better than the other ones. Like I said, the first one is my favorite. But last year, he put out, or Panic of the Disco, so to speak, put out a record called Pray for the Wicked. And I listened to it the other day. I listened to it twice. Uh, Interesting, interesting record. You guys should really check it out. It's worth it. And the last song, he's a little pissed off. Just mind you, by the way. Uh, But he's got all kinds of elements going on. He's got some jazz going on, some pop going on, some rock going on, some techno. Uh, It's a really interesting record. It's done very well. The production is amazing. You guys know how I am about my production stuff. Uh, But it's a really good record, and it's worth a listen. If you never got into those guys before uh, or listened to any of their other stuff, I also suggest going back and listening to that first record. Uh, You can skip over the hit if you want to, and I know a lot of people do that. I do that, too. With certain bands, I'll just skip right over the hit because I've heard it a million times. But that first record is really good. There's some cool stuff on that record. Um, And the second record is very good as well and the third record's pretty good um but i uh i I think you guys would dig it if you listen to it with an open ear uh or an open mind can't really listen to anything with closed ears can you my show is going to shit that's why i don't do solo shows wow go check out the fucking record i got nothing else Hey guys, this is Steve Owens from Fascination Street Podcast here with a very important message. I'm awesome. I bet you thought I was going to say something else, but nope. What's important here is that I am awesome. I have a podcast called Fascination Street, and it allows me to bring to my listeners some of the most fascinating stories and guests. I started this show because I truly believe that everybody has a story, and I'm fascinated to hear those stories. In the short time I've been doing this show, I've interviewed actors, directors, writers, inventors, podcasters, musicians, pro athletes, Olympic athletes, actual war heroes, even a Bond girl and a luthier, whatever the hell that is, and of course, regular people. From people who wanted to be stars but never gave it a real try, to big company CEOs and people who got to meet their favorite president. I love getting to meet and speak with people who have a story to tell. I feel like everyone does, and it's my job to get them to tell it. You never know who my next guest will be. An Academy Award-winning actor, a platinum-selling musician, or your own mother-in-law. But one thing is for certain, you will be fascinated by their story. So come take a walk with me down Fascination Street. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, 
and of course, FascinationStreetPod.com. Well, that's it, kids. That's the show for the week. I hope you got a little something out of it. At least I entertained you for a little while. Uh, just wanted to throw the stuff at you about the the Louisville local. I guess that's what that's called. The American Federation of Musicians. Um, I'm assuming that a lot of that stuff is countrywide. Uh, not 100% sure. You guys can email me or twit face me or Facebook me or Insta stalk me. Whatever the hell you want to do and let me know. Um, but its stuff is pretty cool. Uh, it's worth checking out, and some of it still applies today. Like I said, if you if you get drunk on stage, I think you should get fined. Uh, and I guess I should clarify for the people that don't know me. I don't drink when I play. I never have. I haven't in 30 years, and I never will. It's not worth it to me. Uh, I've never been on stage drunk. I've never been on stage with a buzz. Uh, I played a – and it, well, I wasn't even scheduled to play, but I went to a friend's party, and they had a band, and I had a buzz – and they begged me to play one song, so I did. But I don't really count that because there was only f- 10 people there. Uh, and it was a private party at somebody's house. So if you want to count that, fine, I'm a liar. But I don't fucking count that because it was a private party. Uh, but yeah, I, I just I don't do that shit. I've never done that shit. And I don't, I don't think it's cool. Uh, I think it's a pain in the ass. And if you, I mean, if you went to your job drunk, you'd get fucking fired. Let that sink in for a second. So, I am on a plane to Anaheim. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, But before I leave you for the week, I do have a favor to ask. Uh, Most of you guys, because I can see the statistics, such a big word. Oh my god, that word is so cute. I see the statistics on my website and stuff, and on Podbean, which is my home. But I know most of you guys get your get my show from iTunes and or Apple Podcast. I don't know the difference because I am not an iTunes user or an Apple user, so don't correct me on that. I don't know if there is a difference. I don't really fucking care. All I know is the favor I need is if you guys would go to iTunes and give me a rating or review. And you can also find me on Spotify iHeartRadio, CastBox, Google Play, Stitcher, and anywhere else you get your podcast in on my website, barstarpodcast.com. If you go under the Episodes tab, you can find all the current and past episodes. There's a little handy player thingy there. And and please, please, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, download, and tell all your people about the show because it's the right thing to do. But seriously, it does help. The ratings and the reviews do help new people find the show, and I want to continue to grow this, and I want you guys to grow it with me and help me grow it. Uh, And don't forget, I do have T-shirts for sale. Uh, Steve Owens has some in Texas now. Uh, Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. And you can buy those T-shirts at barstarpodcast.com under the swag tab. It just helps me put money back into the show. I'm not making a dime off of those. I mean, I'm making money, but I'm not making money for me. It goes back into the show because I give you this show for free every week. That is right. I do this for free for you guys. So if you would do that for me, I'd appreciate it. Enough shilling. I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm going to Nam. I'm fucking excited. I'm not excited about flying over there, but I'm going to Nam. That's pretty cool. And uh, I will go see all kinds of shit. I will post all kinds of pictures. And hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, I will have some very, very cool people I get to hang out with on the show while I'm out there. So on location, the Barstar Podcast in California. 
Sounds so weird on location. Not a fucking radio show. I can do this thing anywhere. That's the cool part about podcasting. You guys are awesome. I'm out. I will see you next week. Or you will hear me next week. What the fuck? It doesn't even fucking matter. What am I even talking about? So until next time, I will talk at you soon.